Welcome back to the AmeriCorps Connections podcast. I'm Nikki Fiacco, and I started this podcast in 2023 with the goal to connect with uh, as many AmeriCorps alums as possible, to hear their service story, to hear their service journey, and to find out what they're up to now and hopefully bring us together. Every week, we get to hear from the alums to discover the through line of the national their national service into their purpose and passion for now. Sometimes it's a straight line and sometimes it's a winding line with surprises and obstacles along the way. So it's always fun to hear people's stories and of where they ended up now. In sharing these stories, I really hope that the greater United States and the greater world for that matter begins to understand the importance of service and volunteerism. Service and volunteerism brings us together. We stand together in communities, environments, and we work to solve the problems together. I've heard from several experts that volunteerism and national service is the key to solving the crisis of loneliness. In the spring, Surgeon General Vivek Murthy uh, released an advisory illuminating the dangers of loneliness. And he said, it is associated with a greater risk of cardiovascular disease, dementia, stroke, depression, anxiety, and premature death. The mortality impact of, so, of being socially disconnected is similar to that caused by smoking up to 15 cigarettes a day. And I have heard from several experts that national service and volunteerism can connect us and address these issues of loneliness. All right, I'm going to get off my so soapbox now. I just want to make sure we all understand the purpose uh, behind uh, the goal behind this podcast. But before we get started, I always hate it when podcast guests make all these announcements, but I have announcements. I have things. So the first one I want to share with everyone is the exciting new partnership and opportunity with the Tool Bank USA during AmeriCorps week. They are going to host, six tool banks are going to host service projects for AmeriCorps alums. So during the week of March 10th, through the 16th, which I think is the second week of March, Tool Bank USA, Tool Banks across USA from Baltimore, Charlotte, Cincinnati, Houston, Phoenix, and Richmond will be hosting uh, service projects, particularly for AmeriCorps alums. So go to toolbank.org, AmeriCorps Week 2024, and see if there's a project and time that, that works for you. So hopefully that will generate some, some connections and we can all start to figure out where we all land on this planet after our service year. Two more quick announcements. I am so excited to announce that the AmeriCorps Connections podcast has a new production and marketing support team provided by Do Good, Be Good. They provide training and AmeriCorps programs and are staffed by all by AmeriCorps alums. They're helping on the back end of this podcast so I can do what I do best, which is have conversations and find wonderful people like Alex Tran and all of my other guests and highlight their stories. And of course, none of this could be made possible without our NCCC alumni, Dan Medivere of Time or Money Productions, who hosts this podcast and makes it available on all the podcast platforms. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I swear. I'm done with announcements. So today, I'm so excited. We have with us AmeriCorps alum, Alex Tran, who has achieved one of his lifetime goals of the Lifetime Presidential Service Volunteer Service Award with more than 4,000 hours of service through AmeriCorps. Alex Tran has visualized and manifested this 
wonderful award. So we're going to hear the story behind that. He served in state and national in Delaware, and then he also served on a VISTA team, and he's finishing up his service year. He finished up his VISTA service year, and he's going on to a next adventure. But you have to stick around to listen to what his next journey is. So Alex, take it away. How did you, how did your AmeriCorps journey start? Oh my God, Nicole, Nikki, you're so, you're very, very kind. I do appreciate the kind words. And my service journey has been very long and very interesting, say the least. I think I'm the, one of the few people have done, like you mentioned, many AmeriCorps terms, like State National of Habitat, I missed the term uh, with AmeriCorps Delaware, and also NCCC. But we'll start all the way to the beginning. How did my service term start? So the reason how my service term started is that actually initially, I wasn't really too keen on service because growing up, I know that because, you know, my parents were immigrants and we had to work hard and lose financial status and, you know, just had to make it. So it's more about usually monetary, monetary things. And with that, I kept that in mind. So actually I majored in business in college, which, you know, reformed me this like traditional corporate path. And that was kind of like my gig in because of my interest with foreign affairs, you know, I study abroad and all that. I want to do that. However, because actually because of the pandemic, which is the source is that that drew everything all over whack because when the pandemic happened, everyone was locked up. It was my last semester of college it was in 2020 spring. And I saw the effects of the pandemic, you know, I saw supply chain issues. I saw a lot of people were getting hurt, by, killed by disease and just a lot of other things that. I just had a sense of compellingness to do something. And, and actually through a class, I took a semester before in 2019 about Southeast Asia. I researched a project about national service in Singapore and which allowed me to do, and I, through that research, I found AmeriCorps national service programs like AmeriCorps Peace Corps and stuff like that. And after we were all like held into the pandemic, I looked at types of AmeriCorps programs and I found AmeriCorps NCCC and I said, like, oh, this is something I wanted to do and get out and be do stuff. And I finished college. I signed up, got accepted in the Southwest region, and I started my AmeriCorps journey at then. That's amazing. And I, I think it's very cool that, like, through your research of uh, national service in Singapore, that you discover national service here in the United States. And so, I mean, I think that that's, like, like backwards, right? Like you were looking at it from a different angle and then it's like, wait, we have this here. Can you tell us a little bit about what national service looks like? I don't know if they call it national service. What does service look like in Singapore? What'd you do? Oh, they do call it, they literally call it NS or national service. So basically every single male has to serve, has to serve the military at least two years of alternate service, you know? And it's like, and basically in the paper and what they argue is that national service uh, unifies unifies the nation because you know of uh, the history of Singapore. If you don't know, it's multi-ethnic. It's a lot of tremendous history. And one thing that bound, binds people, what this, what the state of Singapore argue is national service. You know, you serve doesn't matter what you, what your social economic background is, what your race is. You're all in it together. And that was a really cool concept. And I said, one again, like what what does how does America, United States have these programs? Of course, we have the military. But what other programs do we have? And that's how, again, how I discover, you know, AmeriCorps through like looking up research about Singapore, which is really funny, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons why, like something that was behind this podcast also, and I think we're into almost 35 episodes now, maybe, I don't, I need to count before I start saying numbers. But anyways, you know, we all have something to offer, whether it's just consulting or advice or maybe a product or, or coaching or whatever it might be or hiring, but we have that like that closeness, that connection, exactly what you said, because we all did AmeriCorps and it may have been NCCC, it may have been VISTA, it may have been state and national, you may be tutoring some a, a student, you may be blazing trails or mucking and gutting house, but we, we all did national service. And so there's just that little layer, closer layer of trust. And I think that that's really important for people to think about as they hear these stories and consider serving in national oh, service. Oh. No, absolutely. Like what you just mentioned, like I meet some people on my trails who have done AmeriCorps. It's like, it's like similar to the military, I think. And I have known people who are veterans as well. Like you have never met them. You have never known their background, but you know, they did something. And with you know, what AmeriCorps is with the stipend and just the condition, something confusion, you just that that shared bond and you just instantly connect and you can just talk a little bit about where you, where you served, what you did, you know, and we can just relate to that, you know, like for, even though I haven't done Teach for America or, or Teach for America, I would say, or City Year, I can relate to like the service in itself, you know, but that's yeah. awesome. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So you did NCCC out West, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. A south, in the Southwest campus, you south. know, mm-hmm. and in my projects, what I did in the Southwest campus, basically, uh, even though I was based in Southwest campus because of like during that 2021 time of the pandemic, it was just mad crazy. I served in multiple states, but if you if I think them out loud, I served in Louisiana, which is an emergency. I served in Kansas, and I served in New York, New York, and I served in New Mexico. And out of like all those four states, what is Southwest about that? And that's just crazy. But but yeah, but for to, to break it down in Louisiana, which is my one of my first projects ever in AmeriCorps, was basically there was hurricanes lower in Delta, and basically we're part of Catholic Charities of Cadiana. And basically our team was sent there to tarp roofs and assess with the, the nonprofit to do some repairs. And that was really eye-opening, you know. And after that, I did some uh, conservation work with Camp Wood in Kansas, Chase, Kansas. It was like crazy, population 25. The nearest warmer was two hours away. And we were just doing outside work in the freezing cold. And that was amazing. And then we were sent to New York City, as I mentioned, for the COVID-19 vaccination, you know, the whole operation that a lot of like AmeriCorps and a lot of people in public service just mobilized to do, give vaccines to people. Mm-hmm. Our team was our team was sent to Queens, New York to help with the Department of Defense and FEMA and the state of New York to give them. And since I spoke a little bit of Chinese, that helped a lot. And there's a celebrity story of that if you want to know how I met like Alcofina which is funny, uh, Laura Lum. Then I went to New Mexico Hab- and Hobbs to do Habitat, which with me back home, but that's kind of like my NCCC experience in a nutshell. Wow, that's so true. You did zigzag across the United States, but you got to see a lot, you know, that's that's very exciting. Yeah. And so did you mention that you met somebody in New York that you wanted to? No, it's just a funny like celebrity story, you know, you like in the, in the mirror for you meet all sorts of diverse people and the most craziest adventure stories. And eventually uh, I had an opportunity to be public tell about. So if you ever saw like Shang-Chi, you ever saw like Nora from Queens, have you heard of that actress Nora Lum at all or Aquafina? Have you heard of her Nikki at all or not particularly? Oh, don't call me out on my, my non-culture, cultured. <laughs> well, basically, so if you don't know, she's like kind of a famous actor, like in like in getting up there and basically I was in the COVID getting searing temperatures 
And she was sounds like, oh, she sounds like very rushed. And she comes in and I was like, oh, I'm not late for my appointments. Like, it's okay. Let me see your card and uh, let me go on from there. And as she was pulling out her card, I recognized like her voice from like the movies I saw before, you know? Uh -huh. And as she walked away, I, I, I said like, has anyone told you sound like this actress? And she literally turned around and under her mouth, I think she could smile and said, yes. And I said, yeah, have a nice day and did her paperwork. And as uh, she got in line, get her process, my coworker came as Alex, you know who that was? And I was like, no, not particularly. She sounded like that actress on TV because that was her. And I was like, oh <laughs> man. And everyone got jealous that I just totally just flew by, you know, but, I was yeah. just, but you meet so many interesting people through those experiences. Absolutely. That's so cool. That's exciting. I have to look up. Um, sorry that I'm not as cultures as I should be. That's, okay. um, that's great. And then so in triple C, what made you decide to do another year? Oh, uh, so what made me decide to do in a new year is basically it's like I said, it doesn't I lived I so my hometown, uh, my home state is Delaware, the first state in the country. And I like I said, I haven't done lots like work or volunteerism in my state in my life. And I knew I had some left in me. And as I was finishing up in actually Habitat in New Mexico, my last project in Triple C, I said, like, I need, I did all these projects and service around the country. It would, it's kind of fair. I would do some at home, take some time to give back to my home state. And I and I love, and I fell in love with the mission of Habitat with affordable homes in New Mexico. And wonder if there was a mission in Delaware. And lucky enough, there was a position opening with Sussex County Habitat Freemanity. And basically, I talked to, the, my no my 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 future super at the time she and also Maricorps manager she liked me and that's how I started because again I wanted to give back to my home state because again I've been on this and I should get back to where I grew up because Delaware's been nice to me. Yeah, that's a wonderful mindset. And actually, just for so a little bit of background and how Alex and I met, Alex actually suggested that I interview his previous supervisor Courtney. Courtney um, Courtney Tall. And so I went through his, his profile and I was like, wait, yes, I will reach out to Courtney, but I need to get you on the podcast. Like, so I don't know when this conversation happened, but you said you had a little bit more of service in you, but you said that to somebody that's very important to the AmeriCorps agency. And that person reached back out to you and gave you something special. I don't know where that lands in your story, but if I recall, I, I think there was a, a slight conversation with someone. Oh, yes, yes. So, yes, absolutely. So that special person, person spoiler alert, is the current CEO of AmeriCorps, Michael Smith, you know, a great guy. And so let's, let's fast forward. So I do my second year. I fast forward. I do a lot of cool stuff, build houses, learn about my home state and all that good stuff. Then basically at the very end, like at the end of my service term with Habitat for uh, Humanity and Habitat AmeriCorps, because of, I don't know, maybe it's political or federal, we the AmeriCorps Delaware asked us to do a roundtable of all AmeriCorps members serving Delaware to a roundtable of Michael Smith. So basically, he was recently a new CEO. I think this is like when the Biden administration stepped in. And, you know, he was just, he just like recently confirmed. So he's going making the round trips. And basically, he had a feedback. We go around and talk about like our experiences, where we serve at. And since I did NCCC at the time, he took a particular interest of me because not a lot of people do it because how crazy as you go around the country you live with people 24 7 and you do all sorts of stuff like i mentioned with nikki like the 10 minutes ago and basically i said to him just basically like and i've seen him like give out the award before and one of the reasons uh why i wanted to give out get this like lifetime achievement award 
is that I feel like it's like my personal obligation to my society to do 4,000 hours. My actually, my supervisor and Triple C achieved it as well. Her name is Algo Brown. She actually works with America right now. And I just felt inspired by her. I was inspired by people. And I feel like at least if I do at least 4,000 hours, I consider that my minimum obligation. And I told that during the round table and it's actually on Facebook somewhere, live stream. So you can, people can double check me. And I said to him, as we're talking about feedback, and the last statement is that if I get this award, will you give it to me? And he said, if you get, if you qualify for 4,000 hours, reach out to me again and I will see it. I'll give it to you. And that's that, you know, and at the end, because of that, my, my unique NCCC experience, experience and how I volunteered to stay in national halftime home state, the state of Delaware is trying to build up their VISTA program. They see because they kind of got resetted because of the pandemic. So they wanted to build from the ground up. And basically because how small Delaware is, people from like the state government who are operating, recruited me as like, can you be on the special team? And I said, why not? You know? Yeah. Leaving like a massive footprint behind and resources and cultivating relationship and partnerships. And yeah, like that such a great impact and seems to go right exactly with what your goals were. Oh, Absolutely. And, and I'm telling you, it wasn't easy. Like those three terms is crazy. It wasn't easy. There was an NCCC, there was the physical term, like going over, like being homesick and just dealing with people because, you know, I think humans are social creatures, but there is uh, like a tolerance, how we can interact because as long as you're like super, even you're the most extroverted person. And I would, I would consider myself me an extrovert is that sometimes you need your own privacy sometimes. Yeah. And with like, um, with like Vista itself, you have like, you do capacity building and you have to figure out solutions. And usually they expect, or if you have no support, sometimes it'd be like, how do I figure this out? I'm just one person. So like, okay, I'll figure it out somehow, you know, but yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I think so many, some of the advantages of AmeriCorps year, when I was a director of volunteer Maryland, I used to tell, and we would, we would recruit AmeriCorps members and place them throughout the state to do capacity building volunteer coordination. And I used to tell them like, this is a safe space where you can fail flamboyantly, which is a term that I got from, um, yoga training when we were doing inversions and everybody was falling all over the place. And my, my yoga instructor said this, like, if you're going to fail, fail flamboyantly. And I, I feel like in AmeriCorps, it's a space where you can try things and you can fail, but you get to try over and over and over again. And most of the time things end up working out and you leave with so much confidence, so much more confidence. Like I know that that's what I left with after my service year. Like, wow. Like I had there was no program before I got here and now there's a program and now there's connections and now there's a painted building and now there's a cleaned up park all because I figured out how to connect with people. So I can imagine that you might have that same feeling as the work that you've done in Delaware. Oh, absolutely. Even in the venture in Delaware, I feel like uh, people have said who have met me before my time in America says I have changed a trend to me, not because just that's just age and as you get older, you get wiser, but I think I would say I would live like kind of a lifetime of crazy adventures and through them. For example, I used to be like scared of dogs, you know, I used to be like really, really like afraid of dogs because I almost got bit as a kid growing up. But because of like, and like AmeriCorps term, they had like, a lot of our hosts, I had two dogs called a uh, ghost and Khaleesi. They're two like white labs, you know, they were not related, but they're just big. And they were always like lick me nonstop when I was like all over, like doing work in New Mexico. 
and eventually I got used to it and now I'm not scared. So in terms of like physical, but yeah, failing forward, you know, I have implemented or tried projects in other like in at Habitat for Humanity in Sussex County and state in the state of Delaware and they have failed. They haven't worked, but again, you can fail and it, because you don't get punished because that's the whole point of AmeriCorps. It's like a way to experiment and give um, young people skills while doing something good for society, which I advocate tremendously. Yes, and we do need to advocate right now. AmeriCorps funding is not looking good right now. So if you're listening to this and you resonate with this, definitely reach out to your Congress people and let them know that this serve, this program should stay around and it should be fully funded, if not even funded more. So you had mentioned some of this, like a service year, you develop skills. What are some skills that you developed maybe like man, I can imagine through NCCC, some, some manual skills, but also some interpersonal soft skills or something that you learned about yourself? Oh, Absolutely. So well, definitely NCCC, I basically learned a lot of interpersonal skills and technical skills, especially I think just being NCCC, just being starting to be comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, mm. I was put in a situation was like, can you got chainsaw a tree? I was like, I'm not a chainsaw a tree. I don't even use a chainsaw, you know? So I was like, okay, well to do, you know, do you know how to build a house, start building a house? I, I don't know. Like, and even when I was back in Delaware, I served in my state national term is like, I didn't know anything about home building. And now I know just a little bit, not that I'm really good, but now that I know some technical skills, I know, like when you build a house, you put like the foundation and you put the joist and you put the band board, you frame it. Now, if you frame it, you side it and you work on inside the mechanicals, you know, plumbing, electrical, and you put the drywall and all the finishing touches. And I actually had this conversation yesterday with a tradesman and it was like, you know, oh, wow. And the tradesman says, like, and they have these impressions about, like, the younger generation. They don't know anything about trades. Like, oh, I'm impressed. You know something, you know? I was like, in that order. And I was like, oh, yes, thank you. But I think for technical skills, I learned basically how to just use tools and just be confident and not be scared to hurt myself. Yeah. Safety is important. As long as you're safe and aware, then you'll be good. But in terms of, like, interpersonal skills, I used to be very shy and not really a good public speaker. I didn't even have, like, great conversations or ease of ebb and flow. And, but because of how I was put in the public all the time, I just got used to have that easing things and can relate to people a lot. So I think what I've experienced so far has taught me basically how to be a better communicator, how to be present and how to learn because you meet so many different people from so many backgrounds, you know, mm -hmm. and then, and I was like the volunteer coordinator with us, Habitat for Indian in County. So I interact with a bunch of like groups in the county. And from bankers to church groups, and I would not experience it before I had something else. So it gave me a chance to experience all facets of life, you know, and, and I can relate to everyone now because I can, maybe just not sports. I'm trying to get a little better at that, <laughs> but I can basically make small conversation, basically be that communicator and connector, you know, that's what I learned. And in terms of about being myself, I learned that I kind of know who I am as I sort of, obviously as humans, we are trying to find our answers in life. We're trying to find our peace. We're trying to find what makes us tick. And I think that's like the hardest part. And that's because if you're in your young 20s or like in your 60s, you still need to find out who are you. But I think AmeriCorps has taught me that I'm a giver. I have, I'm generous and I have a good heart and I have to be aware sometimes that people can take advantage of it. But as long as I'm smart and as long as I'm mindful, I should not be jaded because the world can be cruel at times or interesting, but you know, with AmeriCorps, I see the good in people and I can always say that things will get better.
Wow. That was so powerful. There was, I could go on forever and ever and unpack like everything that you just said, because it, you know, you, you talk about wisdom and, and, and it is discovering yourself is a lifelong journey. Like you, like you never arrive at like, Oh, this is who I am because situations change, relationships change, you change, you know, what you, somebody might identify with a certain value, but then somebody comes into their life and they show them no, actually like, and you can shift values. And I think part of it, I think part of it, Alex, is that like, we need to be okay with constant change within ourselves. If we're so stuck in closed mindedness and we don't have an open mindset of like, our brains can change at any time, any point in our, in our life. Then we just kind of get stuck and say, Oh, that's just the kind of person I am. That's just who I'm just afraid of dogs. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to like dogs because, you know, I almost got bit as a child, but you opened up and you were like, okay, like these creatures are, are not all bad. Right. And then oh. as you spoke to with humans taking advantage, you know, one of the things I always try to remember, and it's a mantra that I have, is everyone's try, was trying their best with what they have in the moment, right? Like sometimes people don't show up and it doesn't seem like they're showing up in the best, in their best way, but that might be all they have in that moment. And for us to be kinder to each other and realize the only thing that we can actually control is our re reaction to a situation or a person. Things are not good nor bad. They just are. So I think you going away with some of these, these values and these views are just impeccable. No, absolutely. And there's a lot of me, and it was most of it personal, but definitely related to my service work as all. And, and after you are like, I try it, like, even if you see people who are marginalized in AmeriCorps, even the, the first mission of Vista, like besides like everything else, the whole point of volunteers and service to America is to alleviate poverty, you know? And I was adjacent to, and you, when they work with these like state government agencies or nonprofits, you see these marginalized groups. I saw like the first time like in Louisiana after hurricane season, how impoverished some areas in the United States was. And that was very eye-opening to me. And they asked me, like, can we solve all the problems? And it's like, you can't. And that might discourage you, but you have to take it one step at a time. You know, you can't, again, you can't control things out of your control. And you just have to just have acceptance and just let go. You know, you can only control this yourself, you know? And mm -hmm. it has, and, and I still struggle with this at all. But at the same time, it's, it's beautiful just to accept life and let things flow, you know? And again, of course, you might. I could have experienced this in other like organizations, like a like it was a normal job, like nine to five, or maybe somewhere else. But I think it's just with the impact we do and service and seeing things, it just makes it a little bit more special, you know. Yeah, that that links right back to what what I was talking about with loneliness and connection. You know, you're in the communities and you're working alongside community members to solve these 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 big problems. And if we look at it from a systems perspective, it seems so overwhelming, these complicated systems. And, but we have to stay focused on like, what can we do? What is the small thing that we can do today, tomorrow, next week, or during our service year? And I think collectively, if we, if we think more solution oriented, instead of problem and obstacle oriented, then we're going to be able to break through some of these, these barriers. Oh, absolutely. What, like when you when you think of things, things are overwhelming, like I say, you take it piece by piece. And also what has Maricor's taught me is power of like 
discipline and willpower, you know? And, you know, like, and so, like, you know, like you probably saw and, you know, when you're serving the state commissioners that some people quit AmeriCorps and that's okay. You know, this isn't the military. We're not going to force you back into yeah. do, digging the trench, you know, but it takes, and I've seen people that have quit it and that's unfortunate, but it's, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough like way of living and you have to keep saying things will get better. And a good friend of mine outside AmeriCorps has taught me that everything is temporary Every there's gonna there's an A to B, you know. No matter, but doesn't matter. Do you know how long that thing is? Whether it's like your phone or like your relationships or like your job, everything has a start point, end point. And but luckily with America, there is a turn of service. There is literally you start your start date, your end date, and the amount of hours you do. So that's something that I kept telling myself. But yeah, it is disheartening. But but again, having that mental fortitude and basically sometimes you have teammates and supports that they get rely on. It does help a lot, you know, and I yeah. always think my parents, my friends and my people have connections I made in my three terms so far that I'm still close to, you know, to get me through the hard times sometimes, you know. Absolutely. So just to kind of start to land the plane, is there anything else that you want to share words of wisdom from your past three terms? You said three terms of service. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, like I said, yeah. I say this as a PSA, like I do recommend, I don't really recommend it, but at the same time I do, you have, I'm just the, I just chose this life and I have a good support network, but it's, if you do choose like the, what I did, it's like, it's hard, but if you can do it, you will have the most interesting time of your life. One term's enough, but if you do it a more times, it's crazy. Yeah. That's but. awesome. I, I love that as a PSA. And it's true. Like if, if you can take advantage of the opportunity right now, I'm trying to convince my, my daughter who's finishing up her, her college experience. I'm like, girl, AmeriCorps is there for you. You get an education stipend, you get a, an opportunity to try things out. But I think that if my kids hear me say AmeriCorps one more time, they're going to punch me in the nose. No, they won't punch me in the nose. They're not. No, they won't. No, we don't yeah. advocate for violence here. We do America. not advocate for violence on the AmeriCorps Connections podcast. There we um, go. And Alex, what is your, what is your next journey and when is it happening? Oh, next journey. That's funny. It's a good, that's a good segue. I just think that, so basically as I got, so I got my presidential service award and it's like this shiny thing. They made like the press releases and all that type of thing. And I'm honored and I'm thankful, but I try to keep myself humble. But even the CEO of Michael Smith has asked me, what are your next steps? And the service life for me is coming to an end. But at the same time, I just have a little tiny bit service with AmeriCorps and a tiny bit. And I told that to Michael Smith. So it's like, oh, I have to keep my commitments, you know, but to, not to him, but to myself. But actually I am joining a conservation corps with the ACE, American Conservation Experience, and I'm going to start term uh, in Asheville, North Carolina. So basically, um, soon after I finish this podcast with uh, Nikki, uh, and you know, we have to wrap it up, which we have some time left, I'll be heading down there, driving there, and I'll start my venture for at least three to four months, you know, it'd be awesome. This is so, I'm so grateful that I was able to, I'll, I'll t give a little bit of background too. Again, when I looked at Alex's background and also noticed he was in Delaware, which is where my nine to five has a footprint. I was like, okay, I need to get him on the podcast, but I also need him to connect me to some people before <laughs> in Delaware for my work work. And so we jumped on a call. I think it was either Thursday or Friday and we just connected and had a wonderful conversation. He told me about his next experience and he 
booked this Sunday calendar and literally he's going, he was packing this afternoon. And after this podcast, he is heading down to South or North Carolina for his service year. So I'm so excited. I'm so happy that we got this uh, recording in and I'm what I'm looking forward to after this service term, reaching back out and finding out how that went. And and then also what's next, it's going to be like, The, yeah, what's, the life what's, of Alex Tran. <laughs> no, no. Funny enough, not this. You're not the first one to say like, "Oh, what's next? What's next? What's next?" Is like, I like, I feel like I have built a personal brand of like, like all my adventures. People say I'm always over the place because my family travels a lot. On top of that, so I'm like, like my my joke. Do you just like teleport around the country, Alex? And I was like, no, I just I'm just in places to be. And but eventually, it's tell about my post service, like. Well, I always will have that servant's heart and whether or not I pursue that through like the federal government, which is kind of my hoping or even a private corporation, I'll still focus that, that heart. But basically, like I said, that once after these, the service term and a little bit more, I will finally put a sunset of it and basically reflect on it and maybe write a like an article or a blog about it. But Love it. It, it'd be good, you know, to just reflect back because like I said, I met some great people. I learned, experienced things about myself and I'm, you know, and it's just like wonderful to meet people. And it's, it's such a small industry in itself. You meet the same people as you know, you know, like yeah. my, like, again, Courtney Toll, my supervisor, she has a PhD now and she thinks AmeriCorps because and now she works for Happen International. And because of like my award and all my connections, I'm a go-getter. I make connections to all different affiliates. Have it, like, we all know each other. It's like, a, it's a really big, I don't want to say basically i don't say it's a family but it's basically this camaraderie this like comradeship you know yeah that we're all we're all collective we're all together and we can achieve things you know and actually when i just won my award the people american want to write like like opt-ed about that unfortunately wasn't like published but i reached back down and see if i published internally but i basically talked about the american dream and american dream is very individualistic and i that's awesome and but i argue that if we, if our community succeed, we all succeed and America can play a part by building and strengthening communities. Wow. What an amazing place to, to end. That is such a great reflection. We'll make sure that the, the link to the internal press releases in the show notes so people can read about your accomplishments. Yep. That was yeah, that. Oh, go ahead. No, I do have like this, like the story, the press release for my, one of my awards you can paste that if you want, you know. Yeah, definitely. So I do like, I, I loved what you just said to to close out reflection of what AmeriCorps could do and bring us together. But what do you, the, the last question I always like to ask is what, what do, would you like to see for this collective of AmeriCorps alums? There's 1.3 million of us who have gone through national service. We could galvanize, we can, or we could organize and we could be a strong voice, but what would you like to see this alumni group do? That's, that's a loaded question because there's, I have, we all have so many ideas what we can do. I do know there is the voice of national service, basically that is, so for those who don't know, that's one of like the biggest like lobbying groups for national service for AmeriCorps, you know, and they advocate, but in terms of like our connections, alumni connections, I would like, basically would like to see like, this is grandiose, it's like basically like, you know, you have the foreign legions, you know, you have those legion posts, you have wounded veterans, you know. But those experiences are not to say that we uh, should minimize those experiences, but I think right. America can have like those connections. I know there's alumni groups 
there's like, oh, you start in a city here, like, you know, the local chapters, you know, but the, I feel like there's not no like bigger, like national like organization, you know, and again, it, America is only 30 years old, you know, it's still like a bowling organization. If you were some people are older than that, you know, before it became what America is today, but with through time that I believe that my vision that it would be a robust, it'd be like, like, like foreign legion will have everyone that served, you know, and we'll help people to have instant connection. I'll think of like, like, like this robust organization that we can have constant events in every, in every state, you know, because mm. uh, as years go by and hopefully it gets funded, we can grow and become something organic something that, not forced to be reckoned with, but a collective community because one point, at least 1 million strong, it's crazy, you know, it's only been 30 years, you know, that is, yeah. um, I think we have more of alumni than Peace Corps, you know, if I read about it, you know, but yeah. yeah I think there's less, but Peace Corps is pretty organized. They have a an alumni group and everything, but I love that. And I, you know, when I ask the question, it's supposed to be loaded. Like I want to gather all the ideas and share and, you know, hopefully on the other side of this, we can come together and, and really, really do something big. And for folks that are interested in advocating and States for Service did not reach out to me or anything, but yes, Voices for National Service is an advocacy group. You can get connected with them. We'll make sure that their link are in the show notes. And again, no affiliation. I'm just plugging it on my, my, my very own here. I can verify there's no plugs. She's not paid. It's just out of her goodness of her heartbeat. There are good, there are good organizations, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, this has been so wonderful. And again, I appreciate your time. I know you're on your, on your way down to North Carolina for your next adventure, but do you have anything else, any last thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up? Oh, there's, but first I want to say thank you to everyone. First, thank you, Nikki, for making this ha connection happen. We made the time. So if you want to do something, you make the time for it, you prioritize it. I like to thank my parents of always, of course, and my friends for supporting me through this time. And I like to say that to everyone, when things get tough, it's okay. Everything is temporary. We'll get on. And for those who are serving now in AmeriCorps, I thank you for your service and may you finish your service successfully. And one day you may be on this podcast as well. Who knows? Please, we won't be, we'll build the cloud. <laughs> that was great. And thank you all for um, watching and stay tuned next week for another Alumni Connections conversation. Have a great day.